Hello, hello, and welcome to today's episode of Saddest Night Out. My name is Roy, and I'm the host of this daily podcast that is primarily about music and creative culture in London. The way I tend to explain it to people when I want to talk to them for the podcast is, there's a book called Please Kill Me about New York bands in the 70s around the CBGB's era. There's a book, a more recent book called Meet Me in the Bathroom about the New York bands in the early 2000s, the Strokes, Interpol, Yeah, 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 etc. I'm trying to write that book set in London in real time, episode by episode, on this podcast. So it's mainly made up of me going to shows, talking to the bands that play, the promoters, people from the venue, or at the open mic nights that I host, I talk to some of the artists that play there, and at the end of each episode I talk about my own music and what I'm doing in the pursuit of trying to achieve something with that. So, that's this podcast in a nutshell. Welcome if it's your first time listening. Trying to be a bit more conscious of the fact that Every episode might be someone's introduction to this whole thing, so it might be worth explaining it a bit more. So, today's episode was recorded yesterday at the Lock Tavern. There was a show hosted by Saxon Zine and Clockwork. It was called Another Fest. It was a two-day festival over the Saturday and Sunday. I got there a bit late because I had family stuff going on during the day. Upon my arrival, I the first band I saw was Dancehall, who were the second-to-last band on, so I did miss a lot of the day, but I'm glad I at least caught some of it. Arrived and saw Dancehall, they were fantastic. After seeing them, I spoke to Francisco, Roger and James. These folks are regulars at these types of shows in London. James is a photographer and Francisco and Roger are just very avid fans of this type of music. I've spoken to Roger and James before in previous episodes. Francisco, I've seen him at tons of gigs, but it was the first time I've spoken to him before the show. So Francisco, Roger and James are the first conversation just after Dancehall finished. Then after speaking to them, I spoke to the members of the band Dancehall. They are Tim, Craig and Dave. Spoke to them upstairs. So I spoke to Francisco, Roger and James just in the live room right next to the stage. Then I speak to Tim, Craig and Dave of Dancehall upstairs, just outside the toilet. So there's a few interruptions. It's a bit of a chaotic conversation, but I really enjoyed it. So I'm keeping the whole thing in. I hope you enjoy it too. Then after that, I went to the roof terrace and spoke to Kramer, the person behind Sex and Zine and one of the people behind this whole weekend's events and then after Assassin, who were the headline band played I spoke to their drummer Stephanie for a little bit to find out all about the band. Assassin uh, are a five-piece band Stephanie plays drums, Anna sings, Moa plays rhythm guitar, Joanna plays lead guitar and Natalia plays bass. I previously saw them on episode 16 of this podcast Sonic Tonic All Day at the Brixton Windmill I saw them play, but I didn't get a chance to talk to them, but I kind of put in the works to catch up with them at a future show, and this happened to be that show. That was the primary reason for me coming to the show, to speak to Yassassin and hopefully to speak to Kramer as well, and yet everything that happened, well, at most of the shows I go to, who I talk to is often unplanned, but it's always eventful. So, first it's Francisco, Raj and James, then it's Tim, Craig and Dave of Dancehall, then it's Kramer of Saxon Zine, who's one of the promoters of the show, then it's Steph of the band The Assassin, who are the headliners. Enjoy, and I'll catch up with you afterwards to give a bit more context on how the whole day went down. See you in a bit. Period band playing there, and then I go. Uh-huh. So, um, but I, yeah, they're, they're, they're often very punk, very, or, quite ordinary. But the people love it, it's free, you can't knock it. But I'm going for the superior ones, and so uh, just occasionally they do a band there that you're not going to see anywhere else. Um, well, at the Unicorn, sometimes yeah. you see a band you won't see anywhere else. Yeah, uh, yeah. And that makes the trip worthwhile to the Unicorn. Oh yeah, well it's it, it's normally free. It's always free, as far as I know. It's only a trip up the road. Um, and and the, the beauty of the Unicorn is they play on time. Yeah. They. Which, sound engineer is like a Nazi when it comes to being no, Yeah. <laughs> sound engineers, they don't always run it properly, but they put on five or six bands and they've got half-hour slots and he's fairly militant. And if a band actually tries to put two songs joined into one, so they say, one more song, he's up there Ooh. telling them off. <laughs> and, to, and to be honest, you, I like that because I know I can then get away. Yeah. Uh, I I rarely see the last band Friday and Saturday it runs till midnight I would le- normally leave at 11 I don't 
unless they're exceptionally good. <laughs> Luckily, most of the bands I want to see are on a bit earlier. Yeah. Um, so who's the band you want to see tonight? Uh, I want to see Assassin. I was here earlier for Circe. I would have been here earlier still for Hussey, but that was five o'clock. Uh, that would mean leaving home at half three. And I, <laughs> I, I want to get some food down me. And, and, A man has his limits. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And Hussey, uh, they, they're, not, they're quite easy to see. You know, they're not a rarity. Cersei, a little bit classier, worth taking the trouble for. The Assassin, I've not seen for a while, so it's worth coming for. And also, it's the last days of the Lock Tavern. I was about to say, how are we feeling about this? I'm here. So, by the way, I'm upstairs in the Lock Tavern for the listeners. Uh, dance hall just finished, and I'm here with regulars of the podcast at this point, Roger and James. And we're just about to talk about how these are the last days of the Lock Tavern. How are we feeling about that? It's quite sad because it's a venue that. Yeah, he's listening. Francisco's here as well. Francisco, say hello. All lies, all lies. The Lock Tavern's closing. Francisco, the Lock Tavern's closing. How do you feel about that? I will get another venue. Oh, on to the next one. Roger. Some that shut, you really don't mind. There was. There's been a couple shut, and you think, yeah, good riddance, you know, but. The Lock Tavern, he's here enough. They put on... It was free, everything free. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, except the, uh, there was one I for... I paid fu- once, I paid once. Yeah. Pounds. You played here once? I, no, I, I paid once. Oh, you paid? <laughs> I don't know how. What? The only time that, you know, they chat. They did what? what a week bye or two ago? Bye bye gracious. Yeah. They did it about two or three weeks ago. They charged. What? How much? Ten, Ten pounds, quid, he said, yeah. I thought it was five, but... It's unusual. It always used to be free, but they had put on bands here that are top quality and possibly you're not going to see anywhere else. And therefore, although it's a bit of a dive and there's people always wandering past, it's actually a loss, I feel, you know? I think so, but I did very much appreciate how often the gigs were free. It's always... Okay. Who wants to come to camp to see the bands? But yeah, but it's this not is cool anymore. You're talking, you're talking to the guy. Used to be kind, used to be good when I came here, like 1999. Uh-huh. So everything was happening at the Barfly, now got an assembly, maybe at Santa Santa one, but now it's like it's not cool anymore. So is The situation cool. has changed. Everything Whoa. is moved to East London. East London's where it's yes. where, where he lives. Oh, okay. He lives. No, Camden is like, I don't know, it's no, totally out of fashion. He's right. He's right. It's, 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 go, it's going down. But James, you care to weigh in here? How are you yeah, feeling yeah. about this? I go for the music. I don't care where it is. Well, that's right. But so this is the, was the only good place now to see bands like Alternative. And now if it's locked up and it's gone, I don't know, it's... Not it was easy it's here. It's easy for the camden. He, for him though, it's he, right, he lives five minutes, minutes. Fifty minutes by overground. He lives five minutes from birthdays. Ten minutes at the rate he walks from the Shacklewell Arms. Ah, and he's so near, right there in your neighbourhood. That's yeah. where everything is. Somehow Just he roll moved. out of bed and you're right there at the stage. Well, there's nothing in Camden happening. What has happened in Camden? Oh, so are you saying once this place goes, you're not really going to come to Camden anymore? Maybe the Barfly sometimes. Oh, uh, the Assembly, I guess, yeah. Paulie Arms does a few, but they're a bit iffy. Do you guys ever go to, like, Coco? Or is that too much for you? He does some... You have, oh, haven't nice. you? Did we see... Uh, what are they called? Alstra. Didn't we go to Alstra? No. They go, we go if it's for free. Glass. <laughs> oh, yeah. You, you, you get <laughs> well, that's what I was going to That's without Glass saying. candy and chromatics. I'm sure they played Coco many years ago. Yes. Way too long ago. So, as far as you're concerned, Block 7 RIP, on to the next one, huh? Well, that's true enough. You've, you've just got to get on with it, haven't you? I guess but, so. But now we're losing the garage as well. Well, that's, is that well, definite? That, it's, wow, they've got planning permission to knock it down. So, yeah, another one bites the dust. That's a hybrid, isn't it, right? Yeah. God. Is that both of them, I suppose? Upstairs? Yeah, it's, be. Re- it's to um, rebuild the underground station. 
Close with the barn, you can touch there, and it's like, oh, okay. Oh. <laughs> That's what you need to demonstrate. You the literally open the door, and you're like right in there. Yeah. The guitar is this far from your face. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. It's always I always forget to bring earplugs, and I'm always like half deaf by the time I leave. As soon as you go upstairs and open the door, you're just slammed with the music. Yeah. I'll miss it. But I'm glad we were all here. Yeah. Give a, a worthy goodbye with the assassin. And the odd thing is, like. He, they've actually put quite a run of good gigs on since yeah. the news has come out. <laughs> I've been here more often in the past two weeks than I have in the past <laughs> year, probably. Give the hell of a send up. Well, guys, thank you very much for joining me. Yeah, thank you. And I, I, I have no doubt I'll see you all again yeah, very we're, soon. We're, we're still be around, but at less <laughs> venues. Yeah. All right. Okay. With that, so I pressed record. We are upstairs in a very very peaceful, just I guess upstairs area. Uh, the toilet, sir. It's right it? outside the toilet, so we'll see how many interruptions we get. Yeah. As people are dying for this. Oh, right oh, oh, interruption number one. Stage, Sorry. Okay, four stage. Come on. Oh, thank you. Welcome to this podcast. Though. Welcome to the podcast. <laughs> are you in your session? Yes. yes. Cool. You do your thing. Interruption number one. So I'm up yeah. here with a couple of members and friends of the band who were just done called Dancehall. So what are your names? My name is Tim and I sing in dance and play the bass. My name is Craig, I play guitar and do little noises every now and then. And what was your name, sir? So my name is Roy and yes, I host this podcast. I, I think one of you might have said Rory. Rory. I get Sorry. that. Yeah, Rory, Ray, Ray right? Like, uh, I get all the others. I thought right that track. It wasn't very loud, so your guess is up. Appreciate it. R O Y. Yep, sure. Also, what's your name? I'm Jess. On the pedal. Better Much, much better now. Wow, for the podcast. <laughs> so now, now we've been formally introduced. So I'd never heard of dancehall until about 15 minutes ago when I walked in and you happened to be on stage. So where does the dancehall story begin? Who met who first? Ah, that's a good, that's a healthy, wealthy story. Uh, yeah, I mean, we were to, to this is interrupting. You want interruptions? It sounds like a bomb. It does sound like a bomb. And I was actually quite concerned there might have been a terrorist attack tonight, for some reason. I don't know why. First time for everything yeah. on the podcast. Yeah, it's going to wake up. time as well, usually. Oh, was it an alarm in your bag somewhere and you just kind of slapped it? No, it's the alarm. Yeah, you not to cross on the stairs, but you know. Yeah, we're on the key chip, so that's Key? Yeah. You're Got one, but I've got you one as well. Oh. Now she's got two. Oh. I think this is probably a highlight. A world first for the. Yeah, this is the highlight. The more noise, the better. Because if you try to do chaos, chaos, a bit like how dancehall started. Not at all. Yeah. Yeah. I, I, I welcome the chaos. The more chaos, the better. I'm sorry, I'm recording the podcast episode, so now you're on it as well. What's your name? I'm sorry. I'm going to the. <laughs> <laughs> I'm Kira, going to the toilet now. Kira, superstar photographer. Kids are legendary. Thank you. Legendary. Imagine I'm part of the crowd. Woo! <laughs> <laughs> She's documented all, everything in the past, like. What, with your plastic? Yeah, terms of music yeah. and stuff. So, yeah. you wanted to use the toilet, sir? What kind the of. Bob. Go for it. I, it's uh, not a key. It's, 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 it's not just that he's there. Yeah. I think that was that door. But Nan's Bob's opening, too. All three oh, members of Dancehall are here. Is someone in there, Dave? <laughs> yeah, right. Imagine you're standing there. Dave, so I'm recording a podcast and kind of interviewing your band. Can you oh, join uh, us? What's your name? Dave. What, what do you do in the band, Dave? I uh, drum. <laughs> Am I loud enough? <laughs> you're perfect. Am I loud you're enough? Perfect. Screaming into, I drum. Should I do it with my legs? So, all this is definitely staying. This is, this oh, is the yeah, magic of this I'm podcast. I'm so sorry. Um, if anyone's listening to us in a car, this is yeah, the worst be, They might crash. That's over. They're, they're dead. That's, that's the risk you Don't take when you listen to Sarah tonight out. So, who met who first? Uh, oh, I'm, I'm gonna I'm gonna go in here and say I think yes. I met Tim. Yes. On my. 16th birthday. 16th birthday. I tattooed uh, Craig's foot on that his 16th birthday. Ago. Yeah, that was a couple of weeks ago. That was many years ago, back in the day. I was in another band called Kill Canada. And uh, Craig, why am I facing so far? Like, I'm really facing it's into okay. it. It's fine. It's yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. I'm keeping my tongue away from the, uh, the microphone as well. Tim stage dived into my face. Yeah, I stage dived into, into Craig's face when he was a 10 to 16 year old boy. Then I tattooed his foot when he was underage. Not great story, but it happened. <laughs> and then um, he was a big fan of the band Kill Canada, as was Dave back in the day. Who then? No, <laughs> bullshit. For <laughs> the camera, Dave screwed up his face a little bit. I think that was probably just a twig. He scrunched it. Yeah, scrunched up the face. Dave nodded heartily in agreement. 
Yeah, exactly. Yeah. And, and it, now Kira <laughs> is back in the room. <laughs> After a, uh, and that's how we met Kira. Yeah, that's very. It's very pretty um, much. But she's, yeah. she's cleaned up her act. So sorry. Oh, wait, wait. Sorry, you pretty yeah, big yeah, 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 in the room. <laughs> yeah. I feel like you should tell the real that's it. version of the story. Oh yeah, I was a massive, I was a fanboy and made a little fan site for a website for uh, <laughs> a back, back then if you liked a band, you couldn't, really you couldn't like a, a Facebook page, you had to uh, create your own GeoCities website, which I did. Wow, and, uh, so you really, really liked him Yeah, and then I ended up doing some artwork for them and uh, their official anyway, website. I graduated. Of course, no one <laughs> needs a website now, although we've got one if you wanted to see it, but uh, yeah. That's um, how Craig makes friends, just makes people websites. And they have to be <laughs> how did Dave meet Tim, I wonder? Dave, how did you meet me? Um, Tim, you, you, Tim, was, Tim was in a band called Kill Canada. <laughs> Is that the name of the band? Yeah. <laughs> Kill Canada. And um, I uh, was friends with the drummer. Mm-hmm. And then... Uh, yes. Thanks. We'd be down in two uh, seconds. Tim, Tim would be at all my gigs, watching me drum, scoping me out. I was, yeah. And, uh, Back then he was long-haired Keeler. Now he's got a bit of side-shaved slick. Yeah. yeah, and uh, and then he basically said, um, "I really oh, like I really like your drumming, and yeah. I need someone to write all the songs." So, in the past, I've written yeah. for some acts like Celine Dion and uh, <laughs> Christina Aguilera, and uh, they got me in. So I, I write all the songs and. Um, Basically, bring the money in. <laughs> when are you going to start shooting? You're the looker of the group. I'm right? the looker, yeah, the sweater. <laughs> yeah. um, but I need to go home because I've got to get up really early. What are you doing tomorrow, Dave? I've got to go to Rotterdam. What's in Rotterdam, Dave? Um, Amongst other things. They don't want to hear this stuff, do they? I, I do, I do. I'm uh, confused. Some now. marine loading arms. <laughs> So the arms that fuel Basically an octopus got trapped in Rotterdam and it's going to save it. Don't use the keepers on the I'm definitely keeping this on the podcast. Um, wow. Quality so is not an issue, so I yeah. see. <laughs> <laughs> it's not your typical drum. Provide content. You really not? Yeah, I did not expect that content. Barely hit the drums, just sort of floating above them, looking <laughs> aggravated wanted, at them. I wanted to play guitar, but you had to stand up, so I started learning to play drums. Very good. I was like, there's a seat. I'm in. <laughs> Just curious, so you, both Craig and Dave, Dave yeah. were big fans of Tim's previous band. Yes. How did you feel when Tim wanted to be in a band with you? Was it a bit of starstruck? Yeah. Starstruck. Really? Shut up. It was Shine. like the behind the wizard's curtain. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> and, uh, yeah. 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 Up the wizard's sleeve. Yeah. Oh. Yeah. Decorated my bedroom a bit. I don't really recall. I mean. It was. It just seemed natural, like that. Yeah, because we knew each other for a long time. But I think it was really odd because we started making songs, contrary to what Dave just said about drums. <laughs> we started writing songs in um, Craig's like bedroom, in his loft bedroom. Yeah, please, please. It, um, and for the sake of the camera, they're just putting some. And it's the fullest audio, so don't yeah, worry. Oh, yeah, we'll add reverb to whatever you do there. <laughs> <laughs> sound a lot longer and larger. It's <laughs> <laughs> insane, isn't it? So you're um, the um, Yeah, we, we wrote songs in Craig's loft flat, and we did it all on a laptop. Very lo fi and punk rock. Some might say. Some might say. 2000 when? 16, wasn't it? <laughs> isn't it? Was yeah, Is there yeah. some element of that to how you guys play now, like rehearsals and stuff? Sitting down? Yeah, there's a no, lot of sitting down. Because I'm quite old now. We're I always firm. <laughs> so Dave always sits down, occasionally he'll jump up off the seat, but it's normally because there's a wasp near or maybe a frog. Understandable. Good idea. Mo- yeah, Dave's, Dave's scared of moths. I'm scared of the typical stuff, snakes and sharks. And Craig, what are you scared of? Uh, just snakes different and opinions. Non-success. <laughs> Um, can, can, I, be little? can I pause this interview very briefly? Probably not, it's going to go no, straight it's, on it's to the it's <laughs> I have to go. That's fair enough. You guys, it's a good point. Could you carry I'll grab my snare we need to and sit in the bag? Can you guys so we can call it one there. So, where That's can people great. find out more about your band? Uh, yeah, uh, five I mean, minutes downstairs, yeah? Yes. Alright, five minutes to explain all the. W. W. You swing, you swing. I'd recommend dancehallband.com. That's a website that I built. Oh, yeah, because you can't. For my own band now. It's really fucking good. I know. I design them. I'm a graphic designer. You are? I looked at Tim for. Tim? Me, correct? Reassurance? Yeah, you are. You did it. Prove that. You totally did it. When are you next playing live? 
do you know? We're doing like November dates, we're going to do like another tour. We've released an album um, on our own label, Vibanti Vibe, um, distributed, it's an HMV, if you can find one. Yeah. Uh, oh. Oh. Oxford Street, Oxford Street. Colbert, yeah. Rough Trade. Rough Trade. Rough Trade. Amazon, Tower Records in Japan. Yeah. If you can make it there just to buy the record. Yeah. Um, I'd recommend it. Um, yeah, and, it, and we've got like another three albums up our sleeves, so... Uh, they're coming soon. It's got to wait for time to pass, you know. A lot of material to kind of get out there to the wider world. Yeah. Well, this has been the most eventful interview I've ever recorded. <laughs> Thanks, man. It could be, it could be more. You know, you never know. You don't What's, know who's going to come out. Yeah, you haven't done the live shits. <laughs> yeah, yeah. No, I never do that. We'll save that for part two of this. Oh, yeah. part two Thank you so much. Ryan Blessed's going to come up. <laughs> yeah. Hello. Yeah. Okay, now I'm. Are you recording a podcast? <laughs> Don't mind me. I'll walk past silently. Here I go, step by step by step, and I'm gone. I barely interrupted the podcast, and you may continue. Goodbye. That was that note. Goodbye, goodbye everyone. Thank, Thank you. So now I'm in the beer garden. Yeah, like the terrace. Yeah, the roof terrace, I guess, of Lock Tavern. I'm here with the person responsible for tonight's entertainment and friend of the podcast, Kramer. How are you tonight? Yes, I'm very well, thank you. Very well. A bit, bit ropey, you know, last night was, was, was yes. quite a crazy Yeah, two-day festival. Yeah, 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 yeah. How long yes. has this been in the works then? Uh, probably... Like, good three or four months, I'd say, yeah. Yeah, it's been in the works for quite a while. Was it always going to be here? It was always going to be here. But when when we um, started arranging it, we didn't know that Lock Tavern was going to close, yeah. which is... I mean, I'm still so bummed out about it. It does like, suck. It, it does it, suck. It really How long have you been putting on shows in London? Okay, so probably since the end of last year. So it's probably been like eight or nine months now. So have you, I guess you haven't seen too many venues closed down. I'm hoping you haven't no. seen too many closed down at that time. No, like a few big ones like... Uh, but no, nothing, nothing like on this kind of level. This one kind of stung. Like I was talking to a couple of yeah. folks who regularly go to gigs. Yeah. They loved how this place always had free gigs. Yeah. Which is always a big help. Yeah. But I also love how intimate it is, and as soon as you come up the stairs, you're smacked in the face. Yeah. By the band. Yeah, it's it's a great size. It's like. Um, it's only like maybe a hundred or hundred and fifty or something like that. Like it's a good, good opportunity for like new bands to put on shows, new uh, new promoters to put on shows at somewhere like this. So yeah, it's a real shame. It's a shame for London. Shame for Camden. So speaking of giving bands an opportunity, who can you name off the top of your head all the bands you've had in the past two days? Yeah, we've had uh, right day one. We had Lazy Bones, Lee Patterson, Dits, Bulgarians. Oh, shit, I can't remember. There's just too many. It's like a blur. I kind of put you on the spot. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I should know, I should know this, really. And then, uh, yeah, today we've had like Hussey, Cersei, uh, Underwater Boys. The assassin who are about to start. Uh-huh. Oh, yeah, yeah. Well, no, not yet, but like uh, 10 minutes. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, not just yet. Uh, yeah. Oh, and um, uh, Dancehall, of course, who I just. And Dancehall, who are absolutely incredible. They are, they make <laughs> really a great first band. impression both on stage and off the stage. Yes, <laughs> yeah, they're <laughs> interesting lads. So, did you have a hand in choosing all of the bands that have played this weekend? Yeah, so so this, this event was a, a co promotion with uh, Clockwork who have been kind of promoting for maybe, I don't know, I'd say like a couple of years. Um, and he's like a friend from home, Callum. He uh, drums in Eureka Spacek. And yeah, like we, we were like, oh, let's like get together and put on like a weekender. Uh, and this, this is the first weekender that I put on myself. And uh, yeah, it's gone really well. Like really happy with how it's gone. Yeah. So well that you're already thinking about the next one. You said you've been doing this like three, four months in advance. You were starting to plan. Yeah. Well, I think we're already talking about next year's another first. I think we want to. Oh, so maybe like an annual thing. Yeah. Yeah. For another it's venue, be an I an... guess. Yeah, it's going to have to be. An... Well, I think next year we want to do it as a multi-venue event. Hey. So we want to do it as maybe at least three or four uh, venues, kind of like test pressing or visions, kind of that kind of like thing. In one area, or would you spread it? Across yeah, it'll one? be it'll be in one area because. It's easier for people to like get from if they want to like see a band there and see a band here, they can like run around. Yeah, I mean, we're thinking either either East London or there's a lot of great uh, places opened up in in North London in uh, Tottenham. Okay. Like Sticks Bar is incredible. That whole kind of area, 
which is where Test Pressing Festival was, uh, which was really, really great, put on by uh, Bad Vibes and Lanzarote. That was really fun. So, yeah, I think we're going to do it as a multi, multi-venue multi next year. Yeah. And what else is going on with you, man? How's Saxon Zine going? I saw on it's your get- Insta stories recently a whole lot of skateboarding going on. Yeah, well, yeah, that's just probably my like, guilty pleasures. I, well, that's just me, I think. <laughs> but, um, no, we're, we're bringing out issue three soon. Um, it's been a long time in the works. It's taken way longer than it should have. Should have. Um, Unexpected hiccups, things like that? Yeah, I don't know. I've just been so busy with the event side of stuff. It's kind of just like taken over. But uh, yeah, issue three will hopefully be coming out very soon. Got some interesting people in that. We'll awesome. see how that goes. And yeah, but it's been going good. Got a lot of events coming up. Yeah. We got we got a good one uh, coming up at the Shackwell. It's a ABBA cover band. Yes. Yes. <laughs> yeah. Yes. When is that happening? Uh, that is October. I want to say October fifteenth, but I might be wrong. <laughs> I was going to ask you what else you're looking forward to in 2018. You just answered that for me. Yeah. Stop. I mean, like, what you can't be an ABBA. <laughs> Abba night. It's as good as it gets. Yeah, that is as good as it gets. We'll but. end it on that highest of high notes. Thank yeah. you so much for your time, Craig. No worries, man. Till no next worries. time. Yeah, no worries. <laughs> okay, now I'm in the live room of the Log Tavern with one of the members of the headline band, Yassassin. What's your name? Hello, I'm Steph and I play the drums in Yassassin. Who else is in the band? Uh, so else we have Anna, who's the singer. We have Moa, who is rhythm guitarist. We have Joanna, who's lead guitarist. And then we have Natalia, who plays bass. And we all uh, do backing vocals as well. So a bit of everything. Anna also is known as the tambourine slayer. So yeah, that's, that's us. There's a lot going on. You've literally finished playing about three minutes ago. How are you feeling? Uh, pumped, good. I'm chuffed that people have come out on a Sunday night and yeah. Lock Tavern, uh, the sweaty haven that it is, which is sadly being turned into a gastro pub. R.I.P. Many a place in London. So it's good. It's good to be part of it. It's a place where I've come to watch gigs since I was like 13. So yeah. Oh, so are you like born and bred in I'm, London? I am, yes, personally. But I've left and come back. But um, like everyone since they've moved to London at various points you know this has been a place to go in Camden where you can afford and you can see bands that you like and you can get in so yeah it's been great did you all meet in London then? Um, yes we did yeah so um, myself and Natalia um, are the two newest members and we joined uh, last November but we've all been friends uh, for years and then Anna and Moa and Joanna formed the band about a year and a half or so ago um, uh, so yeah we just sort of entered a new chapter with us joining and yeah we've all we all like the same bands the same music we all have mutual friends so yeah the sort of stars aligned one day and we uh, we literally met uh, for a sort of soft practice if you like uh, in a rehearsal room and everything just clicked so. it just makes sense it's meant yeah. to be yeah it's one of those cliches but that's how it goes cliches for a reason yeah. classic but true exactly so just the first band you've ever, you've ever been in me personally yeah no I've been in many a band um, first proper band when I was 18 playing around London um, then I left uh, went to well I went to Union York and I was in bands in Leeds and then came back because this is where everything is and um, yeah so just always been drumming this is probably I don't know my sixth band but definitely the best like, this is what everything was building towards so so the other bands that you've been in have yeah. they like you're recording with this band, you're touring with this band. Yeah. Had you got that far with the other band? I had, I had, yes. Um, it always seems to get to that sort of point where you do like a, a six music session or you're playing like a big venue like Brixton or Scala or something. Uh-huh. And then someone, something goes wrong, like a couple in the band splits up or, uh-huh. or you know, just something happens or someone takes takes a year to go traveling or whatever and or someone's going to finish whatever degree they're doing so yeah, yeah and back it'll, to square one back Here to we square go, one exactly so it's been an endless like two year cycle of bands but <laughs> finally we've all got to this point and not this time this time this time the cycle. is different yeah exactly it's been locked up as far as I'm I didn't lock it up personally but yeah. it has been shot yeah. it's night over yeah. 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 Sunday you've had your bill the DJ <laughs> just, so, selling, just selling a night to a walk of life for anyone listening. 
So you said kind of that seems to be a bit of a natural two-year cycle. Yeah. How long have you been in this one? Is it last November? Uh, since November, yeah. I, I did a tour with them last April when the original drummer couldn't play and that was just really great. We got to tour around the UK with a band called Pins, who are amazing. Another band, a right? uh, Scandi band called Baby and Bane, who are also great. So it's just like women, band, music, booze touring pizza it was it was like a great two weeks and then yeah so sort of that that was a great kind of taste if you like and then the the other members left and then was sort of a chance meeting i met anna um i was really late for work um bumped into anna on the overground and was like oh shit i'm so sorry and then immediately like regret not regretted but i got onto the sort of one of those like moments when the doors close on the underground and you're like shit that should have been me, I should have said something. So I immediately messaged back, was like, hey, are you still looking for a drummer? Because I can do I that. Yeah. Right so, yeah. So Has there been a particular highlight so far in this band? Um, oh, gosh. Uh, I mean, just, just everything so far has been great. But uh, for me and for a lot of us personally, we're touring with Albert Hammond Jr. next month, which is uh, just mind-blowing. Me and Joanna are massive Strokes fans, and it's just like an indie dream come true. So we're going to try and listeners, you can't tell my face is literally yeah, melting. Exactly. So, so that's the big thing that we're we're aiming towards this time. So fingers crossed. Oh, it's Upwards from that, but yeah. So that is congratulations. Thank that's, you. Well, like I st- before we started recording, I was telling you about how the Strokes are an inf- influence for this podcast, and you're only bloody playing with them. So, you know, no big deal. I thought you knew. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> I managed to grab a copy of the set list. Excellent. Which were the new songs that you played? Ah, that's my handwriting. Yes. Yes, it is. Work. It says drum intro one, two, three, four, then uh, long song. Just to remind me that I start a long intro. For you that just first. keep going and then yeah, you yeah, yeah. Is but, that the one that kind of ends with dum 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 dum? Yeah, something? with the long sort of drum dum. I really, intro. that's my favourite yeah, song of the night. That's kind of not ballad. I hate using that word, but that's like a medium or sort of emotional song if you like. Writing. So um, that one been written since you joined the band? Uh, yeah, so that's new. Um, a few others on there are new as well. Um, I don't think we give them away on the podcast. We'll <laughs> no, say, no, we'll it's say. all good. Yeah, yeah. So, yeah. Oh, we're set, so yeah, so, so uh, Citizen, that's our last single. That was the first single as this formation, if you uh-huh. like. Uh, Chicken is an old favourite, I like personally. Um, and then Stanley is a new one that we're working on, uh, Name in Progress. This, uh-huh. uh, this is about Anna's uh, phantom that she lives with. Not, that's another story. Cool. Okay. Uh, Fight Club, also working title, is uh, another new one that we've written. Uh, a sort of a bit of an ode to the Strokes, anyway. Um, then uh, Sinner is going to be the double A side to our next single, which is Reckless, which is down here. Uh-huh. Then we've got uh, two old favourites, Pretty Face Mermaid, yeah. Long Song, which we mentioned earlier with the big drum intro. So that's another new one. And then we don't play this anymore. And then we uh, skip to Cherry Pie, which is another uh, single from last year. So that's us. That's our current set. So quite there a few go. new songs in there. Yeah, yeah. Is there we're a writing release? all the time? So we practice like at least twice a week. So you kind of you don't wait until something's perfectly perfectly done to play it live. You're working it. We're, we're, it into we're working set. on to put onto the set, change things the next practice. Everything is like rehearsal at the minute. For you know, so we're playing the songs in the rehearsal room, playing them live as well, and just keep constantly like changing, improving until we're totally happy, and then we go record it. Any more gigs before the the Strokes support um, off? Oh God, you know what? I don't think so. <laughs> My brain is so frazzled just because I've just relived the excitement again. But, <laughs> but um, yeah, so I think this is definitely our, at least our last London show before playing the Strokes. Um, so yeah, pretty excited. I think it's. I did know about Alba Hammond Jr. But like. Hearing you say it out loud, kind yeah. of fucking hell, that's so to be able to say. I know. I like. I when I I heard the news, I was at work and uh, we all were on like a group chat, uh-huh. and they were like, "Steph, check the email." And I was like, "I can't. I've got so much work to do. I'm so stressed out." And they're like, "No, seriously, check the email right now." 
and I checked it and was just like swore really loudly in the office, like run out, um, immediately phoned my dad yeah. he's like my sort of, he's been like pushing me to do this since I was young. Um, he's loved, like he's been driving me God knows where to gigs and picking me up, you know, when I was 18 from shows and, and then like started not like bawling, but it was like just got us like a wave of emotion and yeah. was just like crying on the phones. I'm like, but yeah. But please cut that out of this is if you know it's making me sound really sad. No, no, this is a, it's an awesome but, high note to end yeah, on. Yeah, for sure. How much you I care. Was like, I was euphoric. It was just like <laughs> you. I already knew. I'm not even the one playing the show, and even I was like, oh my god, it's happening! I can't like, believe yeah, it. Yeah, I was just like, yeah. Needless to say, I got no more work done that day. But, I mean, it was it was five o'clock, so I had an hour left. You so. checked out, right? Uh, yeah, well, I thought of, mentally anyway yeah. after reading that, but yeah. Steph, I think now you probably need to pack up your job. Uh, yeah, so thank possibly, you very yeah. much for your time. I'm sure I've got people toe-tapping at me. We will pick up. So your watch. dad was a big influence on your music. Um, he's just been like really encouraging for me to just keep doing this. Um, like even when I was at uni, I did a music degree, but I started doing bands uh, as soon as I like left London. I was in, I, I just like through MySpace joined another band and was playing shows every weekend. And he was driving me, literally playing the show, picking me up, driving me to where he lived in Hartford, uh, near Hartford, and then dropping me at the station at 6 a.m. so I could wow. go back up to, to work the next day and then do uni for a week and then come back down. So this one goes out to you, Dad. That's Thanks. you, Dad. Yeah. Yeah, thanks. I will learn to drive one day and be self-sufficient. But until, until then, there's that. Yeah. Well, well he's, be... he's far away. He's like he's moved away now. So. Ah, uh, like hit him. I'm away yeah, now. Yeah, so yeah, exactly. He was like, yeah. Steph, thank you so much for your time. Pleasure. To be continued. You. Have a good night. Thank you. <laughs> that was. <sighs> and that was that. Thank you very much to. All of the bands that played yesterday, that was Hussy, Slice, Cersei, Underwater Boys, Dance Hall and Assassin. Thank you in particular to Dance Hall and Assassin for your time, for talking to me. Thank you to Kramer for putting on the show and talking to me as well. And thanks to Francisco, Roger and James. It's always a pleasure to catch up with those chaps. It's always interesting. I tend to go to shows by myself because my decisions on which show to go to tend to be a bit spontaneous. But I can't help but grin when I walk into a venue by myself, kind of looking around, and then, oh, is that, yep, that's Roger, and yep, that's Francisco, and yep, there's James. <laughs> it's always nice to see some familiar faces. So last night, as you can probably tell from what you just heard, last night was a bit of a whirlwind, just try and, I'll just try and paint a picture of how the day went down. So, I left my place a lot later than planned, had family stuff, etc. going on, I arrived at the venue about 9pm, and I, so I mentioned that I'd spent seen Assassin previously, episode 16 was the show where I saw them play, and I kind of threw out on Instagram via the DMs, hey, I'm coming to your show tonight, but I might be there a bit late, What? and I'd love to talk to you for the podcast, what time will you be on? And they replied, we'll be on about 10, I thought, great, I, should, I shouldn't miss them at least. Got there about 9, now the Lock Tavern is a venue in Camden, the live music happens upstairs, the bar is as you walk in. And then you go up some stairs to the live venue. There's a roof terrace through a door next to the stage. And then there are toilets upstairs. I was all over the place talking to people for this episode. The Lock Tavern is closing in two weeks. I think Saturday the 25th of August is the last day it will be open. As you walk into the live music area, you're immediately, as I said repeatedly on the conversations in this episode, you're just smacked in the face by the music. And the band I walked in on were dance warm. They were fantastic. And I'm really glad I got a chance to talk to them. They are every bit as charismatic on stage as they are on the pod, as they were on the podcast. At least I hope you found them charismatic. Also, thank you for that guest appearance from Brian Blessed there by Craig. That, <laughs> that was a treat. So I arrived and I kind of sent the assassin another message saying, Hey, I'm here, but I just realized I probably won't recognize you in the crowd. So I'm the black guy in the white shirt. If our paths cross, then great. If not, hope you have a great show anyway, and I'll catch you at some other time. Went upstairs. First, I spoke to one of the people at the bar about the fact the place is closing and just just a small talk, like, what are you doing afterwards? They said they're working somewhere else, not too far away, so it won't be too bad for them, but it will be a shame. Saw one of the people at work there head outside for a smoke break, and I went out and said, hey, do you work here? And they said, I'm one of the managers. I said, I have a podcast, etc., etc., do you mind if I... And they said, you know we're closing down, right? 
I said, yeah, would you mind if I talked about it? And they said, I don't want to talk about that on the record. I said, how about off the record? They said, not that either. I said, fair enough, I can only ask. Thanks anyway. I can imagine it might be a bit of a... It might be a sore spot, I don't know, but it's well within their rights to not talk to me. Not everyone I approach is like, yeah, sure, I'd love to talk to a stranger I don't know for something that's going to go on the internet forever. So that was fair enough. Went upstairs, saw Dance Hall, really enjoyed Dance Hall. After they finished, I saw Francisco, Roger and James, the regulars, spoke to them for a bit. Interesting how they talked about East London being the new cool spot in London. There are a lot of venues very close to each other there, which I guess... It's part of that factor, and it seems like... I also didn't realise the garage was closing down. That's a venue by Highbury and Islington, where I spoke to Starcrawler, actually. And that was episode number... 77. I spoke to Starcrawler and Brand New Friend there. I tried to get around. So that was a fun chat, hearing a bit more about the venues they go to and the bands they see and their thought process behind which shows they go to, etc., then after them, I spotted the members of Dancehall just next to us. I said, I'm going to try my luck and try and talk to them. And they were an absolute delight to talk to. Again, might be a bit chaotic. There was a lot going on. Basically, someone walked past and I said, aren't you in the Assassin? And they said, yes. And they were heading into the toilet. So I was like, sorry, you do your thing. I just realized how intrusive my question was. They were kind of they were up to something. I might as well leave them to it. And someone, another guy I don't think either of us knew was heading into the, the men's toilet. And one of the guys in dance hall jokes that we would put a lot of reverb on whatever sounds they make in the toilet to put on the podcast. We keep it classy here on Saturday's night out. It was, it was many a laugh was had during that conversation. And yeah, it was interesting to hear about how Tim was in another band that Dave and Craig really liked to the point where Craig made a website. Although I think Craig makes a website for everyone. Maybe he, by the Who knows, by the time I put this out, maybe he's made one for me. That seems to be his vibe. (laughs) But it's interesting to see how they went from really idolising, to some degree, the band that Tim was in, to being in a band with him. Imagine that. So that was a fun conversation. Then after talking to them, I was kind of... I happened to bump into Kramer early in the night. He said, hey, Roy, how are you doing? He said, yeah, I'd love to talk to you. We'll catch up later. And I kind of went around hunting to find out where he was. He was outside just... So where the stage is, there's a door next to the stage. You go through that, and there's a smoking area, like a roof terrace. He was out there, so we talked for a bit. Good to catch up with him. I love the idea of an ABBA tribute band. And he said, if if I'd like to go, he could maybe hook me up, which is which I'm very grateful for. Appreciate that, Kramer. Then after that, we went inside to check out The Assassin. I ended up somewhat to the side of the stage. I took some pictures and videos, but it's mainly of the back of the band because I didn't want to forced my way into the front and, you know, barge people out of the way. But it was a great show nonetheless. And I think Steph is probably the person behind the Instagram account. Because when I said, I'm sad, it's not out, she went, oh, it's you. So I guess she was the one that had been talking to me all this time. So I was very happy to talk to her. Interesting history she has. And yeah, she mentions that they are supporting Albert Hammond Jr., which is just like which is incredibly enviable, to say the least, as a big fan of the Strokes that I am. So much so that if you go to episode 86A, you'll hear me go to Dingwalls, because rumour had it the Strokes were going to play a show there. Then it turned out that was just a rumour, and there were a few hundred of us in Dingwalls' basement finding out that, oh, apparently there is no Stroke show, we've just been queuing up since like 9am for no reason. I'm kind of a fan of that band. So I cannot salute hard enough the fact that Yassassin are going to support Albert Hammond Jr. on tour. I really like his album as well. Yassassin are, of course, a fantastic band in their own right. You hear me going through the set list. I managed to get one from the singer, Anna. And I was kind of going through it with Stephanie. She was telling me about, oh, this is an old song, new song, etc., etc. And I really, really like the newer songs on their set list. The one I like the most is the one that was called Long Song. On the set list. I imagine that's a working title. But if it isn't. I'm into it. And it was cool hearing about her history in bands as well. Because it's great to talk about the band I'm seeing. I really enjoy hearing more about each member of a band. And where they've come from. And what they've been through to get to where they are. Because I think that also adds real context and colour. To the picture I'm painting of the scene in London. (laughs) 
I can only imagine how heartbreaking it must be to be in a band, get to the point where you are playing on six music, and then for the band to come apart. But I guess she's been through it enough times that she spoke about it quite matter-of-factly. It's just one of the, almost like one of the health and safety hazards of the job. You know, sometimes the band works out, sometimes it doesn't. Keep your eyes open for the next opportunity. And I hope, as much as she does, that this opportunity is the one that will go the distance. They certainly have the talent to do so. And it was cool to hear once again about a parent who's been very supportive of their child pursuing something in music, i.e., what was it, last, the episode before this, episode 104, when I went to see Nova Cub, Louise, who's the singer-songwriter in that band, primarily plays drums as well, and I spoke to her dad on that episode about how he was supportive of Louise's pursuit of playing drums. Big up the parents who are supporting their children playing musical instruments. I went to see my cousin on Saturday, he has three sons, and they have a small electronic drum kit in the house as well. So, yeah, keep the music alive. Don't be afraid to start them out as young. I, I can understand why a parent might be concerned it could be just a fad, but when it isn't, it can really take you places. So that was a, that was my favourite conversation among them all. They were all great, but I really enjoyed talking to Stephanie. So thank you, to, and whoa, 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 whoa. I, I've recorded each segment of this intro and outro about eight times now. This is the one I'm sticking with. So thank you once again to everyone that I spoke to. Again, I'm trying to be wary of the fact that every episode might be someone's first episode. So this is how these, this show, whatever it is, tends to work. I'll do a little bit of an intro saying where I went to and who I spoke to. Then you'll just hear me talk to those people. And afterwards, I'll try and give a bit more context on what happened. And then I'll talk about my own music because I host open mic nights primarily on Mondays, Tuesdays and Wednesdays. Me doing this on a Monday means I will be going to an open mic tonight in in Camden, of all places, right near Mornington Crescent at Crescent Coffee. I had been intending to play some new music at the, this open, starting with this open mic, music that would involve a backing track on my phone, possibly involve my guitar pedal as well. Whether that will come true kind of remains to be seen because, I don't know, anxiety, nerves, time for preparation... All of the above. We'll see what happens. But I had a really good time last night, and I didn't get home too ridiculously late, which I'm grateful for. The district line was behaving itself again by the end, so yeah, that was that was fun. I don't know what the next show I'll go to is. We'll see. I, you'll know about it when I go to it, because I'll certainly post about it here. And I think today just might be the day I dust off the cobwebs on Twitter and say hello and put the word out that I do this podcast. One, I was reading an episode, uh, reading an episode, <laughs> I was reading a copy of the, e- Friday's copy of the Evening Standard yesterday, because I picked it up at one of the stations, and in that, I was going to say in that episode again, in that ish- in Friday's issue of the Evening Standard, which is a newspaper that's given out for free in London for anyone who's not familiar, they review podcasts, one of the podcasts they were reviewing was Griefcast, which I've heard about before, and I thought, hey, why not tell the people who write about podcasts? about my podcast. There's another podcast I tend to listen to called Wigging Out, where two people, Shay and EJ, watch films that feature Kirsten Wig, Kristen Wig, I can never remember which way around it is. But they watch movies that feature that actress, and then they rate Miss Wig's performance in said movies, and rates that performance Kristen Wig, for anyone that has any doubt. They watch Kristen Wiig films, or films that have Kristen Wiig in, rate her performance in those films, rate, I think they either rate her performance or the film in general in wig hairs, because they wear wigs while they watch films with Kristen Wiig. Do you see what they've done there? But what they also do is, any time, well not any time, but when people mention Kristen Wiig on Twitter, they tend to retweet or reply to the tweet and mention their own podcast, or at least mention their shared enthusiasm for the actress. Which made me think, should I do something similar whenever someone mentions one of the bands I've spoken to on the podcast? Just say, hey, if you like The Assassin, or Nova Cub, or Youth Sector, or Thyla, or Fur, or Starcrawler, you should check out this episode of my podcast where I spoke to them. I, I mean, at the moment I'm looking at roughly 20-ish plays a day, which I'm, I'm, I'm grateful that anyone is listening to this. But I do want to lean more heavily on putting the word out there actively. Similarly, oh, 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 sorry, mind went completely blank. 
the more bands I see, the more I want to start playing actual shows. I think what I will do is start looking at websites where you can recruit band members. As much as I like the romance of, as Stephanie somewhat hinted at, bumping into someone who's a friend and then saying, hey, I play an instrument, we should get together, etc. Truth of the matter is, I have the material that I want to perform. So I'm not necessarily looking for people to get together with, jam with, work something out and see what happens. I'm looking to book gigs and work with people who will be available for said gigs, can learn the songs and play said shows with me. Especially as the number of venues in London might be starting to dwindle. I've got to get out there while I still can. So I think that will be something I put a lot more focus in in the very, very near future, as in as soon as I finish recording this. Now I'm starting to ramble. What I normally do at the end of these episodes is put up some sort of original music. Hearing Stephanie talk about the fact she studied a music degree reminded me of my own experience at university doing something loosely related to music. And in the last episode, I put something up that I recorded in the studios back then. I have other stuff from then. I think I might... I might put something else up from that era. So that might be what you have to look forward to. Otherwise, whilst I look for that and just stick it on the end of this, thank you very much for listening to yet another ramble that I like to call Saddest Night Out. I will once again uh, encourage, seems like a strong term, but encourage anyone that's listening, that's enjoying what they hear, to consider contributing to my Patreon, patreon.com forward slash saddest night out, because I very much like the nebulous nature of what Saddest Night Out is and what it could become. And if you would like to throw me a vote of confidence in the form of financial backing, I'd be most grateful. All I'm asking for is a pound or a dollar a month. Nothing too... Nothing that will hurt your pocket too much, hopefully. Otherwise, thank you very much for listening. You can find me online at Saddest Night Out on Twitter and Instagram. You can email me saddestnightout at gmail.com if there is a band youth or show you think I should check out or if you have anything, any suggestions about this, this podcast. Everything is almost constantly in flux with regards to well, how the intro sounds, how I go about with the outro, etc. So if you have any suggestions, anything you like or don't like as much, feel free to let me know. I realise the runtime of this episode is going to be particularly long. I'm leaning into it. I'm okay with it now which is why I'm still talking now and I should have finished maybe like 10 minutes ago. Yeah, so you can find me online and I will probably put an episode up tomorrow about whatever happens at tonight's open mic. I hope to catch you on that one. Otherwise, take care and I'll see you when I see you.